This is CliffCentral.com. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yet again, another one of those absolutely fantastic, fantastic Thursdays. Man, it's the shortest hour of the week. That's what I like to call it because the conversations are really, really that engaging that sometimes time just seems to fly past. Welcome to it. It's uh, cliffcentral.com and you tuned in to Unplugged and In Charge. Thank you very much for listening in, uh, whether you're listening to the podcast right now or in fact listening live. Thank you so much for always being part of the tribe of superstar leaders. My name is Weza. They call me Weza Bad Guy. Some were like, where you talk like that every day? I don't talk like that every day. I talk like this every day. <laughs> <I'm> joking. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. Guys, it, my, to myself, I sound normal. And uh, to other people, they're like, I, uh, no, no, this is not normal. So I don't know what's going on. But what I definitely do know is that every time we have this show, man, we have great conversations. we got people doing amazing things. And, um, you know, quite a lot's going on in the country right now. And uh, what I'm looking forward to is um, just having a chat with people that are also um, building their careers, building their, their dreams one brick at a time, whether they're already there or whether they're on the way there. And there's, of course, always lessons that they can teach us in the process. And when we learn from each other, that's how we grow. And that's how we grow even quicker and go to where we want to go faster as well. I also have on the line with me Bruce Chapman. Now, uh, Bruce uh, is someone we had a chat with a, lo- a-, a while ago. Uh, he's the managing director of Southern San Maputo, Mozambique. And... Uh, I just wanted to recap with him. I know that uh, last time we had a chat, it was on over telephone. It was not always so clear. But, I mean, he had a, an amazing, amazing story to tell about how he came from, uh, you know, humble beginnings to being at the level that he is on right now. Let me actually start the conversation by chatting to Bruce. Bruce, are you on the line, sir? Yeah. Here. There uh, we go. Sunny Maputo. Beautiful day here. Waves are lapping against the hotel beach and uh, wow. looking forward to chatting to you and your, your your listeners wow bruce you're making me feel jealous man you are you are enjoying you know summer days all the time i mean i i feel like mozambique is like always always summer don't well, don't you agree i you're 100 percent correct it's a very relaxed chilled place and uh just come join us for a weekend. It's a, it's a really nice venue. So tell me, Bruce, do you do you think that you actually work or are you just on a permanent holiday? <laughs> well, it depends who's listening. <laughs> uh, I, to me, the, 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 for anybody, if you enjoy what you do, it's a pleasure. Yeah. And I've been doing this for 40 years and every day has been a real pleasure for me. I really enjoy it. And wow. that's so important. Life's too short. So if you're not enjoying your job, look for something you enjoy. Wow. Bruce, you're saying that you've been in this for 40 years. Now, that that's a lifetime. That's like two of my lifetimes almost. Um, and uh, it, it is really, really something amazing to say that, you know, you, you are at a place now where you're enjoying what you do almost every single day. Let's kind of track back 40 years ago before it all started for you. What were you doing? I, I, I wanted to, to recap the story because now at least we can hear it in high definition. 
Yeah, well, if I go back to uh, when I was about 15, uh, used to part-time job at weekends, used to go and work at a pleasure resort in England, and uh, we used to wait on tables. We used to go and drive the train around the old quarry pits, and we would uh, do odd jobs. Mm. And I always said to me, wherever I go in the world, I'll always have a job because people are always going to eat, sleep, and drink. Yeah. And if you think back to times of war, you know, the hotels stayed open, the pubs stayed open, and you can't replace me with a computer. Mm. So it's something I've got a job for life. And uh, that's what got me into the industry. Wow, quite excellent. And uh, wow, starting so young, already you had the right type of mindset, whereas other people were always, you know, always um, chilling because they knew that their fathers or mothers could take care of things. You decided to be proactive and start doing some odd jobs and start learning the right skills. Do you think that, uh, you know, in the teenage years, some of those, those interpersonal skills that one learns from working really proved vital for you going forward? I think so because you, you know, you, you, the thing that we do, we are always learning from people. And I think from a young age, I was always observing my elders and, you know, why people do that. And, okay. And I had a bit of a mentor in those days that took me under his wing and uh, showed me the ropes. And uh, I then went off to college and learned how to cook and uh, how to, you know, fillet a fish and how to pluck a chicken and all those basic things. And, mm. Yeah, and also then you went off onto the nicer parts. I can remember doing my first wine course at the age of eighteen. Wow! Uh, Just in London. With as the soon as you were St. James. So as soon as you got legal to start drinking, you did a wine course immediately. <laughs> yeah, very much so. You know, and uh, and from there the rest is history. You know, you just never stop learning in in this business. It's so diverse, and and today obviously technology plays a huge role. But it still comes back to that basic. It's all about people. Mm. It doesn't matter where you are. It's about people, the guests, your staff, and uh, your suppliers, all part of the whole team to make sure that you run a successful operation. Yeah. You don't always get it right, but it's also if you make a mistake, it's how you recover from that mistake. Yeah, yeah. Now, you, you're mentioning some really important things right there. Now, when I look through your career, just some of the highlights, um, you started off as a trainee manager. Okay, maybe not started off, but at some point you became a trainee manager in Leicester, in Holiday Inn. That, in, uh, that was in, uh, in the United Kingdom. And then, of course, you came over to South Africa. You were in East London, assistant food and beverage manager there. And you started growing your way into deputy, deputy general manager in Mill Park, uh, still at the Holiday Inn. Eventually you came to Funderbell Park. That's where I'm from. You were the general manager at the Holiday Inn there. And things started to grow for, for you from there, Peter Maritzburg, and then from Peter Maritzburg, you, you literally, it feels like you, you traveled the country and then eventually left the country, Zambia, we were the general manager there, and now in Maputo and Mozambique. What do you think uh, you can attribute to your success and your, your career growth, you know, uh, from, from where you started to where you are right now? Uh, hard work. Mm. But also, I keep going back to it, a love for what you do. Mm. It makes it very easy if you enjoy what you do. Uh, obviously, along the way, I've made some mistakes, but mm. you can always uh, rectify those and keep going forward and have a positive frame of mind. 
Yeah. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you have two choices, be happy or be sad. Mm. Be yeah. happy, you know, and you'll get through the day. Mm. And uh, I, I'm a very simple person, and I just believe that, uh, you know, that, that and you must treat the people with respect, whether it's your staff, your guests, treat them with respect and try and put yourself in their shoes as a client and try and then understand what the client wants from you. Yeah, yeah. This is amazing, Bruce, because I, I feel like uh, uh, you, you're now having a conversation with people starting their careers and you are pretty much uh, close to the, um, you know, close to the, the um, final chapters of your career in, in, in this particular, you know, phase of your book. Obviously, the book still carries on, but, uh, you know, and it's, and it's great to hear that, you know, you are, you are where you are and you are happy. Like you wake up, you woke up today. And it was a sunny beach outside and it's just lovely weather oh. and you're just living your best life and you're at work. Like, wow, what, isn't that what a career is supposed to look like? And you end your day sitting on the deck, mm. looking at the sun going down mm. and you see the moon coming up and then the moon shimmering on the waves and you're having a nice gin and tonic mm. and it's a gentle breeze and the waves are lapping there. What more can I wish for? Wow. You know, very spoiled. Very, very spoiled. No, well done, Bruce. And and this is really encouraging because that's how we are supposed to kind of want to design our um, ideal outcome to be as well. And you saying that, you know, you can as long as you love what you're doing and you work hard in doing it. Yeah, I think it's very simple, you know. I can remember my father giving me a piece of advice. He says, if you're not happy with the company, then you must resign. Mm. But whilst you're working for that company, make sure that you always give your best to the company and the job you're doing. So if you're unhappy, I know that might sound easy, but, you know, because sometimes jobs are not hard to come by. So sometimes you have to stick in a job you're not happy with. But you should always be looking for something where you're going to be happy. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, just just in cl- closer to the conclusion of this conversation, um, Bruce, because you've traveled so much, you you've you've literally uh, enjoyed many types of holiday destinations. Even though you were working there, but you you know you've in, you've seen Africa. Uh, what do you have to to say to encourage South Africans in terms of here's a uh, you know, another festive season coming up and we're thinking, yeah, maybe I should go back to, to the same place I always go to, which is still in South Africa. Uh, let's talk about traveling outside the country. Is it expensive? Is it affordable? Is it, is it worth it? Tell us what, what we can expect if we do so. Okay. Well, this year we started with a summer sale campaign, which is, uh, they've extended usually just in South Africa, but this year, They've extended it to uh, Mozambique and the Seychelles. And we've got some very good specials that will be coming out uh, later today. Uh, You need to book and pay for it when you make the booking. And uh, it will make it very affordable for South Africans to travel to Mozambique this Christmas. Uh, It runs uh, December. There's a blackout period over the New Year period, but it runs through to the 15th of January. And if you think about it, with six to seven hours from Johannesburg, yes, you do have a border to cross, and the time there could be half an hour, unfortunately, sometimes perhaps three or four hours on certain days of the uh, Christmas period, but the border is open 24 hours. So um, I'd say come down to Mozambique and have a look-see. 
you know, if you want the swimming beaches, you really got, you need to get, drive about 40 minutes outside of Maputo to some nice uh, swimming beaches. But uh, lots to do here, walking safaris, great nightlife, uh, great prawns, seafood, and just a nice chilled atmosphere. It, it, it's, it's Mozambique or Maputo's got something special about it. You just feel you're so relaxed here. Well, thank you very much for that, uh, Bruce. Hopefully, uh, we can uh, all make plans to come down there and we'll have some sundowners with you watching the sun go down and the moon come up. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> no, it's, it, it, as I say, it's, uh, and you're really, if you look at it, you're only three hours from Nelspray. You're just down the road from Nelspray. And obviously, we've got the new bridge, uh, which will be opening shortly, and that will take you from, uh, over to Katembe, which opens up the whole of the southern part of Mozambique. Uh, most people take the ferry across at the moment. So when that opens up, uh, it means you won't have to go through Swaziland. You can come straight in from Cozy Bay and straight up the Pontadora and straight up to Maputo. So that should cut down the time coming from Durban by a couple of hours. And the marginal is now four lanes on the marginal. The, 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 the municipality has done a big ring road around Maputo now. So lots of things to come and see and lots of improvements uh, in Maputo. Great stuff. Well, that's uh, all we have time for, Bruce. But thank you so much for that uh, chat. And also thank you very much for, you know, for telling us about how to really design our careers so that, you know, 40 years down the line, we're still really happy with where we want to be. Thank you very much for that. Uh, we hope that you have a great time. And, uh, yeah, see you soon. Thanks very much. And good luck with the rest of your show. Sure. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. Great. So uh, that was Bruce. Chapman, man, he's looking like he's sounding like he's having a great time out there. Wow, and that's pretty much how a career is supposed to be, right? You're like uh, 40 plus, let's say you started at 23, so you're like already about maybe 63, you're about to retire, but it's relaxed, man. It's exactly what you wanted. Everything happened the way you wanted it to happen. Mm. I'm sure, and he's got that, that, uh, you know, German car parked outside waiting. Mm. Justin Jay, living his best life, which is an amazing way to live indeed. I do have a couple of great guests in the studio with me, and uh, I'm going to be chatting to them. Uh, um, I'm not even sure who to start with because they they got such great stories. Who? Um, let me hear from them, actually. Who who do we start with? Is it ladies first? Is it guys first? Uh, <laughs> it can be ladies first. Guys, are you shy? <laughs> guys are shy, right? No, we're not. We're just giving you the platform you deserve. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you know? I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Is this a? Is, is, what is the consensus? Let me just hear from them. What? What is the consensus? Is it a rock paper scissors type of thing? I think it's a rock paper scissors. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> cool stuff. So uh, we'll start t- chatting to Bushle. Yes, uh, we're gonna yes. chat with you first. Then um, let me get it right. Bushle Khatebe, right? Yeah. Bo- okay. Cool. All right. Yeah, you have to Jim mention Kool. all of them. You know, I just needed one of those just g- uh, guitars from Mushwin Umtu Akala. Unexpected, right? Yeah. No, but it's really cool. It's really cool. And it's it's always good, you know, to know your roots and, and to know where you come from. Yes. Uh, because I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it really does... 
um, sometimes play a, a, a good role in, um, you know, you understanding yourself and understanding it where does. you want to go as well. It really does. For me, it's also pretty conflicting because I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will be like, how, why unis panda? Why this? Mm. First and foremost, ngumzulu. Mm-hmm. I need to be grounded in my culture, my traditions, and I will follow them. Mm-hmm. You cannot say you want to have ilobolo paid for you, but you refuse to follow everything else, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, it's very important to keep in touch with that part of who I am. That's actually interesting what you just said there, because yes. are you taking some of it and leaving exactly, the rest? Exactly. Or you take everything? I know. English is a ton of cats. We like to make our own packages. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You have to do it all. Mm. You're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah. So you've decided you're having Lobola paid, that's why you're doing everything else. <laughs> no, I mean, that's going to come after, Angisha. But in the meantime, Yiviri, in the meantime, I must do yeah. what needs to be done. Yeah. And I had to have a traditional ceremony, um, in my birthday month for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. And I did it without hesitation, not Abantbazotini, Wara Wara Wara. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, when I have to describe you in a, you know, a couple of sentences, I have a write-up right here, but I have a feeling that you can describe yourself even better. But I like that write-up, because okay, I cool. wrote it. <laughs> Cool stuff. I'll try to say it with. Plus, with your voice now brings that thing to us. Really? Yes. It does that know. wizard, that guy. So do it. <laughs> Come do it. Let's hear. Let's hear. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let, let's see what. Let's what. put the spice. Like Mercy wrote my life. What is good? Come on, focus. Okay, okay. I'm listening. All right. Cool. Let we go. Mercy wrote my life. I'm a big sister. Writer. Model, actress, speaker, life preserver that conquered depression and anxiety. Hallelujah. Amen. Sounded like a Sunday morning. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We're in Mozambique there by the beaches. Living the best life with Bruce. You know? All right, cool. So, so, um, let's get into it, man. You, you know, there's, there's quite a number of things that you, you say that you are here. Yes, yes. Um, let's, 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 let's look into some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, a, uh, big sister. So, yes. uh, how big is the family? It's not that big. There's mm-hmm. only five of us. It's mm-hmm. myself, my younger sister, my brother, and my mm-hmm. mom and dad, obviously. Yeah. But, with the way my direction took with regards to conquering depression and anxiety, I became a big sister to a lot of people. Yeah. Because people, I feel for me, if I had a big sister that could sort of guide me, it would have been so much different. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a position to be that for others, which yeah. is why I call myself a life preserver because there's nothing else that I want to do than to help others preserve their life. Because, you know, it's so easy to be like, come on, come on. It's very easy. Mm-hmm. So... I feel that one of my uh, life purposes is to be that big sister that will help you to preserve your life. Yeah. Okay. That that's actually quite interesting. You know, um we why I I say it's interesting is first of all that uh, I mean we we come from now hearing that um you know one of one of our artists mm. uh, WHP just um you know just passed away. Yes. And um the conversation that just came up is uh, around um Depression and anxiety and, uh, and how real these type of things are. Mm. And, uh, a friend of mine re- this morning said, you know, no one checks on the strong one. You know, if, let's say for instance, if you guys are friends, normally everyone checks on the, on the, um, on the, the weaker one, but no one checks on the strong one. Mm-hmm. 
to say, hey man, how are you doing? Is yeah. everything still fine with you? Mm. You're saying that you played a big sister role to many people. Yes. Um, did you feel at the time that people were checking on you just as much as you were checking on them? To be honest with you, I was actually thinking about this. Only out of all the people in my life, only three people actually checked up on me. And I have a lot of people in my life. Three people, not including my family. Mm. So... When I got to a point where I was like, okay, saying right mind is shut, depression, I'm moving forward. I was like, I cannot allow the next person to go through it the way I did. I mean, sure, I had the support system that I needed from those three people out of the millions that I knew. But I know that I need to be that immediate contact. That's why my social media is set up the way it is, because you can immediately contact me and I'm able to have that conversation with you. If I don't know the answer or the way to direct you, I will tell you that, listen, we'll figure it out together, you know. Yeah. So to an extent, I did have the support that I needed. I just wish it was more from the people I wanted it from. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. And that that's that's also, I mean, that's another inter- interesting part right there. Um, that um, sometimes our families don't necessarily know that we're going no. through things and uh, and how would they know if we don't tell them? But also, you need depression. Like, what are you going to say? For instance, I remember there was an incident that happened. I'm not going to name names or whatever, but yeah. a family member like jokingly said to me one at one time, you need depression and they laughed mm. and if only they knew that in that moment after they had said that i literally was about to go out and comfortably drive over like um you know when you're driving on the highway yeah. drive over the what's it the bridge because you just laughed at me so it's a fact of how do you explain to a black parent what depression is from which place do you start it's easy to have this conversation as young people on twitter on social media it's great we can have this check on your strong friends blah 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 but at mm. the end of the day the people that have to bury you when you're dead how do you tell them that this is what's happening this is what's going through my mind that's the type of conversation that i want to start and have going through um for each other and she assaulted because i want to try to figure out and it's not something i'm gonna figure out alone how do mm. we do it yeah, yeah. Okay, you speak of she assaulted. That is your um is that your blog or it's, um is it is it bigger than just a blog at the it moment? It is. It's so mm-hmm. much bigger than just a blog. Yeah. Guys, she assaulted the light of the world, the salt of the earth. It's much bigger than that. It is a blog. It started off as just a blog, but it's also a, a support um uh, structure for people going through depression with anxiety on Instagram under for each other. So it's a support structure, but it's going to be much bigger, much, mm. much bigger. Excellent. No, the, we, we love hearing, you know, about, about things that are going to be bigger and better yes. in times to come, yes, yes. which is, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, man, this, this depression topic is, is actually quite interesting. So you saying that there was a time where you felt like you were comfortably, <laughs> and you use the word comfortably, yeah, drive over a bridge, yes. which is what, what, you know, what, what, what goes through a person's mind when they have to realize, I think I'm depressed. Cause I think a lot of people, Think they're depressed, but they are not depressed, no, mm. and they're just sad, mm, they <laughs> or, or, or they're mm. just bored, or something. Mm. And then there are people who are really depressed. Yeah, you you saying that you conquered it, meaning that once upon a time you had yes, depression. I did. And how do you know that you had depression? 
Okay, so this is something I went through for 22 years of my life. I say 22 because... Oh, Kanti, yes. aren't you 22 right now? I'm 23. <laughs> so <laughs> this year was the year where I was like, I can stand on my own. I do not need a crutch. Only yeah. Christ is my crutch. Mm. Only this year. Mm. So I say for 22 years because... It's something that happens through your surroundings, how yeah. you are raised, the things that happen around you. The one, the only time I actually understood, hey, Helen, guys, I'm actually sick. I'm sick, not like sick as in sick, but I don't function the way I should be functioning. I have no reason to feel this way, but this is not normal. So um, I think I was just in between high school. Yeah, I was finishing my trick, and that's when I started being bulimic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another thing. A black girl being bulimic? How? How do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with that, I was like, clearly something's wrong. For me to push myself to a point where I have to purge, to sleep, something is not okay. But I did nothing about it. And mm-hmm. people at home, they knew. <laughs> they knew. Yeah. And then they knew. Yeah. But also, how do they handle it? So as time went by, when I turned 21, that's when I was like, hey, gagate, guys, clearly in Guinea depression. Because... Mm-hmm. It got to a point where I no longer wanted to get out of bed and bath. I no longer wanted to be around people. I felt worthless. I had no reason to feel worthless. What depression does to you, it makes you feel as if you're a stain on the surface of the earth. You have nothing to offer. That's what it makes you feel like. And it's, a, it's an eternal numbness. It's a numbness that goes deeper than your actual feeling on your skin. It's so deep. So mm. that's when I knew that I had depression. When I felt like, okay, if I walk, like walking to school from the Khao train station, I can just step in front of this car and it's over. That's when I knew that something was wrong. When I felt like I can go in front of this car and everything is over, I have nothing to feel. Because the thing is, it's not about your body. It's about what your spirit feels like. When your spirit feels like, I no longer want to be on this earth, it's chai time. Mm. So that's when I knew. And yeah. what did you do once you knew? So it happened um, two years ago in the same year that I uh, was born again. Yeah. So it was a very conflicting time. Like, how can I just find you, Jesus? And then you're going to leave me in the darkness. Like, what do you even mean by that? So um, the people or the person that was in my life that anchored me to this world stuck with me through it. But then... When it got to a point where even I could not figure out how to fix it, I tried to go to the gym. I tried to, you know, there's always ways for them to tell you how to do it. Go to the gym, take a walk, speak to your friend, blah, 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 all these solutions. They don't work. They yeah. really don't work. Until I got to a point where I was like, there is absolutely nothing I can do. I don't want to die. I don't want to give up just yet. But there's nothing I can do. What else can I do? I cried, guys. And I know this is going to sound weird, but I was like, I had a feeling. I was like, let me pray. I'm going to pray, but I'm not just going to pray. I'm going to pray with my spirit. And I'm not going to use words that any other man understands. I'm going to use words that my creator understands. Mm. And that was the first time I prayed in the spirit. Mm. I prayed. It was messy. Snots everywhere. I hadn't bathed. like Because I didn't want to bath. It is a messy thing. Snots yeah. everywhere. Tears. I'm on the floor crying. And in that moment, I knew. I was like, hold on. I am not worthless. That was the first time I spoke to depression. I looked at it and I'm like, listen, I am not worthless. My creator has created me to be of worth and to have a purpose. That one day for me was the change of everything. 
Like mm. I changed how I viewed my spirituality, my faith. Because the thing is also, it's not a conversation that's had at church. It's not a conversation that's had in places that it needs to be had. So I had this conversation with myself and my creator. And that's when I started building the platform. And then I decided if I speak to people and I tell them that, listen, yes, you see me on Instagram, you think my life is perfect, but it's not. So the moment I became relatable to the next, next person, that's when I started finding my true healing. Mm. Yes. Wow! Now that this is uh, an interesting journey, as you yeah. put it, and and you as and as you say, you know that it's not often had in the right places, it's and not, uh, yeah. and and it it should be, and that's why you decided to do something about it, right? Hundred percent. Wow! But but um, you know, I I was I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, you know, as we found out the news about double HP, and the guy was saying, "But is it really that bad?" Like. Can't like can't you? Yeah. Do you think that that there's something you can't fix? Like, you know, is it money? Is it what? Is it relation? Uh, and 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 I think on the outside, people don't really know what 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 this really is and how to fix it because it it, you know, it feels like look if we are kolota. It is a, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just don't, don't stress so much or, or you overthink, man. Like, don't be so emotional. You'll get another girlfriend. Mm. If it's, you know, what, what did you feel like caused it? Because you, you, we talk about the dealing, but, uh, when we talk about what, what do you feel like were some of the things that, that triggered or caused you to even be there in the first place? Okay. So when I say this is something that, is encompassed by your surroundings how you grow up and the environment in which you're raised for me it had a lot to do with my home situation yeah in matric when i got to a point where i was like oh guys man just send for me to sleep i need to purge because it drains your energy i knew that hi it's deeper than rap like it's deeper than what i thought it was so how do I even begin to answer this? Like, it's it's a very emotional topic for me because I watch people that I love watch me and not know what I'm going through mm. or not know what I was going through. Then I'm sitting there and I'm like, how can you say you love me if you don't know what I'm going through? How do you do that? So it wasn't a matter of fixing anything it's fi- it's the relationships that i had in the house surroundings it's the relationship that i had outside of the house how i chose to love and all of that it's the fact that for me to go to varsity so i had to start working at the age of 18 in an industry that's just absolutely brutal if you're coming in entry level um so it was a financial strain emotional strain and how i chose to deal with it how i chose to deal with all of that Effectively pushed me to where I was I chose to love everybody else More than I loved myself So that's why I always say I loved from a place of fear And a place of darkness Because in that moment When I took away self-care And I cared for everyone else Other than myself That's where I lost the plot Mm. That's honestly where I lost the plot So how do we not lose the plot? You You know what the thing is I always say there's no tailor-made way to conquer depression and anxiety. Mm. In that same way, there's no tailor-made way that you become depressed or you experience anxiety. It's all person-specific. 
uh, which is why I say all these things that Google tells you will help you to deal with depression. It's a lie because there's no one way to deal with it. Mm. It's the same as we've got the South African what what of depression and what what. I called them the one time, guys. I'm ordering McDonald's takeaway because of the way how it's so. They they deal with it in such a way that everybody has depression the same way. And mm. it's not true. Everybody has their own way to deal with it, which is why I start personal conversations with people and I deal with what they're going through the way they're going through it. Mm. If you're depressed because of a long distance relationship or a long, like a relationship ending after a long time, I will deal with it from the perspective of what I've experienced from my four year relationship ending. If it's because of financial strain, I have experience in that. So I've got experience in as many dimensions as I can mention with regards to depression. So I can reach out to the next person from that level. Hmm. Yeah. Yo, okay. Yeah, no, it, it, it is a, a quite a, you know, a complex topic and, uh, and it's also quite complex to understand yes. also, um, from, from, <clears throat> from the outside, whether you are going through it or whether you just want to understand people going through it. It, you know, it's, it's yeah. complex from both sides because I think what was even worse is being in it and not even understanding that you're in it, that you're in it or, or how to get out of it or what caused you to be here. Yeah. You just know, I, I, and it's, and it's so weird. Like you, you, you can't, you, you can't really just put a, you know, a finger on it and say, it's this, Mm-mm. just take this out because I'm sure, um, at some point your parents were like, no, there's this lady who's just gonna slaughter something and then she'll stop all this nonsense. No, maybe there's an ancestor that's not happy, so now yeah. she picked her to, to, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, there are yeah. those type of mm. things also. And, uh, and there are many, um, false diagnose, uh, diagnostics that you get from, from different people. Mm. Sometimes people who care about you. So they'll, they'll do something thinking that it's after we do this, it, it'll all be okay. Or maybe mm. someone's like, no, she's going through her phases. Mm. Um, she, we are papa. Just, you know what I mean? Just take a belt and just whip Hit it, it out, out of her. <laughs> hey guys. And they, people that do that though, that's yeah. the thing. Uh. Was there once upon a time where they almost hit it out of you? No, but that's the thing. With me, they chucked it off to the fact that I obviously was an attitude. So mm-hmm. that's why she's acting out. That's mm-hmm. literally what they chucked it out. And I did start acting out. I started mm-hmm. doing things. Because firstly, my parents are strict. So I started doing things like, guys, this is on time. Like I started doing extreme things. All in the name of look at me, understand what I'm going through. But it never happened. And that's why I feel that I need to start this dialogue the way I've experienced it. Because I can tell you for sure, the way this black child has experienced it is exactly the same way another black child has experienced it. Mm. Yes, it's not the same, but the concept of Uti what is depression? Yes, Zulu. They're going to want to take you to Inyang and don't don't all of that. But with me at my house, that didn't happen because firstly, we're not, my family doesn't have like a grounding, whether Christian or traditional. So what they did, they just allowed me to live my life. Like it wasn't, they literally chucked it off to me being stoked. Yeah. Mm. So I literally, I had to do it all by myself. Mm. But, uh, and then you conquered it. Well done. 100%, nigga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how do you know you've conquered it? Like, when, you know, what, what was different the next day or the next week or the next month? Okay, so conquering it is not an immediate thing. Yeah. It was never today I'm done. Mm. It was a just one more day. 
just one more day, one more day, wake up, one more day, geza, one more day, look nice, one more day, put on something cute, one more day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was an everyday type of thing until it got to a point where I had stretches of good days, a month mm. of good days, and it literally did become months. And then it got to a point where I was like, I don't, I never found myself worth in what the next person has to say or what they don't have to say. Guys, honestly, I even got to a point where I wasn't looking for happiness because happiness is short-lived. I was looking for joy. There's a difference. Joy is being contained in any and every situation. It's a biblical concept. Like the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that's literally one of the verses I live by. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And once I knew that that was it for me, how shem, depression, what, where, who? Mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. that sounds really great, and and it's also good that you know you you're, you know you you're defining it in the right way. I think as well, man. Okay, cool. And then there is other parts of your career, um, and I mean, there's there's the part of um, you know we 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 went through a, a, a number of them. Which one mm. would you like to talk about next? Because that was just big sister, and that took up <laughs> you know so much. Yeah. No, but the big sister is. It's all of it. Yeah. It's first that and then that. Then I'm yeah. a writer. Then mm. I write about being a big sister. I write about all my experiences. Yeah. The modeling part, how Shem, if you can see me on Instagram, you're going to listen to my message about being a big sister and my depression. You know, mm. the mm. acting part, I'm telling you my story. Yes, I would love to tell someone else's story and be an actress. Mm. But in the meantime, God has said that you're going to tell your own story first. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's all... It's all together. It's all together. It's, it's just gelled together. That's uh, how it works. Okay, yeah. cool. And then now let's talk about the hustle. Um, oh, let's talk about hustle. what, you know what I mean? What, what, what yeah. you're doing from here going forward. Mm. What do you, what do you think you want your 40 plus years from now to look like? You know, we, we just had a chat yeah. to Bruce Chapman. He had that nice 40 plus experience. He's already living it. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. uh, and I want to hear what yours is. You know what's so funny because I'm in the exact same industry as Bruce. I'm in hospitality. Mm. Yeah. I'm not gonna say which hotel I work for, of course, stalkers. But <laughs> <laughs> I work for a very well established <clears throat> yeah. hotel. Um I started at um I started when I was eighteen, uh mm. working in hospitality. Oh. Um so like Bruce said, everything he said about the lessons that it teaches you how to look after people, hundred percent true. I related mm. with everything that he has to say. The only difference with me is that this is not the end all and be all. I'm unfortunately I'd rather own a ho- hotel than work. Yeah. You know, in a hotel. So hopefully by now I'm actually like in the next forty years, hopefully I'm actually living what I want to live. And that is to tell stories, guys. Acting for me has always been my first love and will always be the one and all only love. It's a bit difficult to get into it because firstly dodgy directors, there's just a lot of dodge agencies that are trying to rip you off. There's a lot of dodginess happening around that, which is True. why it's taking me much longer than people would expect it to because I'm very picky, disgustingly picky, not because I think I'm too good for anything. No, because I know your motive behind you offering this to me. Mm. You want to lay it down. I ain't finna had that happen. So mm. that's why it's taking so long for me to get to where I want because I'm using discernment yeah. to get there. I know it's not going to happen now, but for the meantime, I'm very comfortable telling my own story until I'm able to tell someone else's story. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Okay. So acting is the main love. Yes. And uh, that's that's where you want to see it all happen for you. I mean, you. come on. Can you not tell? <laughs> And the, and uh, another part of it all has to do with uh, 
with with uh, owning things like hotels. So that's entrepreneurship yes. in a way. Yes, yes. Yeah. My she assaulted is about to become a money making machine too. Yeah. So like entrepreneurship, I think guys, at the end of the day, when you get into the hustle, one way or another, you're gonna get into entrepreneurship. One mm. way, like it's impossible not to because we've, we're in an economy where you have to capitalize on everything. Like yeah. even your following is a currency. You cannot just sit on it, you know? Mm. So for me, I've always had that concept of capitalizing on absolutely everything. Mm. Mm. What, which is a really great thing. Yeah. Fantastic yeah, yeah. stuff. Okay, cool. Well, that is in a nutshell <laughs> all of you, right? Yes. yes which is, is really cool. Which is really cool. And I always think that, you know, entrepreneurship should be something that's pushed um uh and it it is something that can really be very rewarding in fact if if you you know if you if you mm-hmm. treat it well um i understand that you also though have this um she salted which is a place that feels to me like a a counseling type of mm-hmm. uh environment mm-hmm. you know i i was imagining that you were going to say that you know um psychology is something that you want to go into yeah. and then you want to help people on the deeper level and i do look it will just mm. not psychology because firstly we have a very low count of black psychologists in our country. Yeah. My dad, even when I wanted to become a psychologist, like who's going to go to a black psychologist? So for me, I'm not gonna go through that route. Mm. I'm not I'm gonna go through the route that is relatable to the next black child. Okay. You're going to see Ubutle wearing a top that says she's salted. Mm. One, you're going to want to buy it. Two, you're going to want to know what's happening behind it. Three, you're going to sit down and listen to me talk. Mm. So that's three things Capitalism Psychology It's everything Yeah Okay cool But what about Qualifying yourself in it Or do you feel like There's There's um, There's Qualifying yourself Or being qualified You see that's a very funny thing for me Because I was doing law For three Uh years And Mm. I dropped it Now I'm doing Beer communication sciences So for me It's not that I look I don't look down At qualifications It's just I'm in an industry where I should have a qualification and I don't. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And not because yeah, Tamba too much, but simply because I'm willing to learn. And if there's one thing I always tell I never want to mislead you. So if I don't know the answer to something that is psychological in that regard, I will direct you to the next person that I need to. I won't ever take it into my own hands and be like, Aisha, Mina, Yimi, yeah, Yimi, Lona, Mina, yeah. Never that. So also, She's Salted is also going to be something that outsources the right resources that you need. You know, Mm. I wanted to get it to a point where it doesn't cost you anything to come to me. And it's just something that lives on its own, lives and breathes on its own, which is why I have like, you know what I'm saying? The entrepreneurship has to happen because if she is going to fund itself to help someone else for you to come to me without having to pay me, yeah. that's perfectly fine for me. That's how mm. I want it to go. I want it to run itself without costing the next person anything. Yeah. Oh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And that is how you build something out of nothing and you actually grow it and grow it and you actually look at what your strong points are and mm-hmm. you use those yes. to actually find yourself going forward faster and faster as well. Yes. Thank you very much for that and thank you very much for sharing your story as well. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> Great stuff. So, uh, of course, uh, we are also joined by a gentleman who is a Kosa rapper, in fact. We just, uh, we, we actually introduced the show with his song and, uh, I, I think that's Song is a song called Believer, right? Yeah, pretty cool song. Uh, I was jamming to it a little bit earlier, and now let's get to, to chat with the man behind it all, Lelo 
Vando. How are you doing, brother? I'm good and you? Fantastic. So let's 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 also get into your story because there's actually a lot that you you know that 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 is that you have under your profile. You know, you first yeah. of all you say that you are a musician, but then there's a couple of other things. Share with us. Okay. Uh Ulolo Vandal, first of all, here Bulise, everyone who's listening right now. Sure. I am from Eastern Cape, King Williamstown is Wilicha. That's where I was born and raised. But now I'm currently here in Joburg pushing my hustle. Mm. So I'm a musician by profession, but I tapped into e-video and film production as well. Okay. Mm, yes. And then um, we also started a magazine. You know, there's a magazine that we're pushing together with Usiana, the guy that I'm with here. Yeah. So I started music in 2007. I've also done radio. Like I'm doing almost everything that has to do with the art, mm. you know, but I major with music. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool stuff. That and that that's pretty cool. Sianda, um, share with us a little bit about your your magazine, real quick, just before we we zoom into that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm Sianda. We come from the same town, King Williamstown. But what happened? Like we met on Facebook. We started talking like via messenger. Okay. Started talking via messenger. It was about plus or minus five years ago. No? Yeah. 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 But we only met this side. Okay. We come from the same town, but we met this side. Yeah. About two years ago. Mm. So we've been bouncing off ideas of each other, bouncing ideas then. The magazine came about, AE Magazine, African Elephant Magazine, which we're planning to document everything African. Mm. Mm. Like what Bootsia said, we're trying to build from the ground and we're going up. Yeah, we're yeah. We're building, we're building. Like mag- with the magazine, we, we plan to educate. Like people need to know everything African. Yeah, yeah. Because the world now, the focus is in Africa. And we plan to the magazine to be distributed like in, in airports. But mm. for now it's online. We're launching at about the end of this month or beginning of next month. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah launching an online magazine, never quite an easy thing, but uh, always something that is, you know, wor- worthwhile in pursuing. Because if, if it yeah. gets big, I mean, I've seen some, some new magazines in, in, in airports and, and in, in uh, slow lounges and in areas mm. like that. Really proper beautiful magazines that I have not seen anywhere else yeah. but there yeah. meaning that you know there there is a market and then there is that possibility of actually you know dreaming of something and then have it actually become a reality right yeah. Yeah. pretty cool cool let's let's zoom back into you lelo um it's lolo lolo sorry yeah, lolo. man lo, yeah. lelo lolo yes 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 lolo yeah, yeah. so you come from King Williamstown. You're yeah. doing everything art right now, yeah. but let, let's talk about life in King Williamstown because I, I, wow. I, a lot of people <laughs> don't even know where King Williamstown is. Yeah. I know where it is because we pass there all the time. You know, and driving. You now we are Eh, where are you? Also me, also me. Yeah, you see. Yeah, so so tell us about life in King, King Williamstown as well as um, you know some of the. Some of the things you were thinking of when, you know, growing up there. Okay, like uh, growing up as a kid in King Williamstown, obviously your dreams, there will be a point whereby you feel like there is a limit. You know, Mm. you have to set a limit on how you dream and all that Mm. just because of uh, the things that we, we are surrounded by and the people that we are surrounded by. Because first of all, there are no resources. There's not enough of resources that we can utilize, mm. you know. But then I've always been that person who always believed in what's within, mm. you know. Yeah, so it was an amazing journey growing up because I'm coming from a loving family, you know. I was raised by my mother and my father, you know. 
like I grew up like any other kid. I experienced love, I experienced hate, I experienced all those things. But then at the age of 13, that's when I decided, okay, no, who who is Lolo? You know, mm. because my 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 name is calling it but then where i grew up they couldn't pronounce my name properly so my parents decided to name me lolo they said okay no let's just call you lolo you are just lolo wherever you go whoever ask you who you are you are lolo you don't mm. tell them that you are Zukole because they're gonna forget yeah. you know so what i did uh as as i grew up i experienced a lot of things you know like street cred and all that. So what we did is we fused two characters, Ulolo and Uvandal, which is Ulolo, the boy that comes from that home, you know, that loving home, and the boy who who is a dreamer and all that. And then Uvandal, the boy that experienced the street life because we were spending nights, you know, like trying to master the, 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 the art, you know, we were out there hustling because at some point when you grow up, you have to make money because, uh, 2008, I started working at Debonair's Pizza uh, on weekends, you know, just to make some extra cash so that I can be able to push and fund my career, you know, but then I had to drop out, uh, 2010 when I was doing grade 12, you know, yeah, and then drop out of Debonairs. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I had to focus on because <laughs> no, because my yeah. fa- my father my father didn't like like that thing of me knowing how, how old to make. were you when you started working at Debonairs? I was fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So mm. like he didn't like that because he was like you're gonna expose yourself into how to make money and then you know you're gonna dump and dish like. All your studies and yeah, some some you know, some parents think that right. They yeah. think that when you um, when as soon as you start uh, making a little bit of money, you will um, neglect education. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But then I always to like I I I'm one person who's open. I will tell you if I'm not comfortable with this, you know, or this is how I feel. This is what I I, I believe. This needs to happen for me to be happy, for me to be where I want to be tomorrow, mm. you know. Mm. So. After grade 12, I studied uh, social sciences at the University of Forte. And then I had to drop out like uh, after second year because I couldn't, you know, proceed with my studies and all that. But I already started radio there. And they were not happy when I was like um, dropping out, but they understood that this is what had to happen that time, mm-hmm. you know. So I relocated from Eastern Cape. Uh, 2015, I came to Joburg. And then this side I came, I, like, the main thing that I came to do is music, you know. So I would get your peace jobs. I've been a salesman at dance. And then I also came and went to Tiponez again. I was like, guys, I know how to do this. <laughs> I know how to make yeah, pizza, you know, guys. Yeah, from scratch. I know from cleaning <laughs> to wow, serving yeah. a customer and all yeah. that. You know, but then it, it, those jobs couldn't last, you know, mm. because the dream was always there. Like, Lolo, mm. you came for music here. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot be comfortable because you're going to start making money and then this music thing is going to be a hobby, you mm. know. So I focused on music. Now I have a studio here in Sentin. I'm making my music and everything is coming good. Mm. Wow. Know? Yeah. What, what I'm, what I'm taking from your story is, first of all, you know, you, you, always had a, a plan like you always had a dream to say you know this is what i came here to do yeah. um the other things are things i'm gonna do so just to keep myself yeah. floating yeah because yeah. a lot of people 
want it want to make it someone else's responsibility to keep you floating. You know, That's you're true. thinking, yes, I want to do this, but can you like just pay for my rent and my things and like <laughs> it's gonna come? And then as soon as your dad's like, I mean, I don't have money for that, then you're like, ah, oh, now I have to go home because there's no yeah. money. And bra, speaking of that, when I was relocating to Johannesburg. Uh, Anita, I was studying at University of Water. So what I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to apply at UJ mm. so that I can at least have a place to stay. Mm. That was the plan, you know? Yeah. And then my father wanted to sell his car, you know, for my studies and all that. But I was mm. like, no, 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 no. Don't sell your car. Because the thing is, if I allowed him to do that, he, I was going to have that responsibility of bringing back that degree because mm. he had to sell <laughs> his I know car. what you mean. You know? Yeah. So I was like, no, don't sell your car because after we realized that, okay, uh, I couldn't get a passar this side, you know. Mm. So my dream of finishing my studies at UG, they just vanished. So I was like, mm. but I'm still going to Joburg, you know. And then that's when they got worried because I knew no one this side and all of that and all of that. And then... I refused him selling his car because I didn't want that because the major thing was you there for music but you you have a chance you know you can you you you, you qualify you can be enrolled you know and be a student and that way you won't stress about your residence because yeah. you 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 have a place to stay you know yeah yeah so your game plan was you don't want anyone to guilt trip you so you don't want any freebies you don't want any handouts you don't yeah. want any favors because at the end of the day, when they now start having to have a say in terms of which career you pick, that's going to be a problem because yeah. you don't think they will support this music thing as much as they're supporting education. Yeah, that's true. And uh, if they sell their car, they have a right to say, to say hey, bring, Baba. Hey, bring back. <laughs> and my father is a, yo, is a straightforward guy. You know, if he does something, bring back the money. Hey, you know, so I had to be like, no, I'm taking like full responsibility. Of yeah. everything that I'm doing So that I don't blame you When it does not work out I don't come back and say But you guys were supporting this You didn't tell mm. me that uh, Tell Yabo. me Lolo yeah. What did you think When you were leaving uh, Grahamstown Coming to Joburg What did you think Is the worst that could happen? I didn't think of anything negative But a lot of things happened You know What, what was the worst that happened? Like I got a job, I was working with ETV and then I got a job, like uh, worked for two days. On my second day, I was marked like on my way home, mm -hmm. you know, I was marked everything. And the worst part is they wanted to take me inside this dungeon building, you know. And then I was like, guys, you took everything. <laughs> Serious, you know, you took everything, you know, now. They still want to take you too. Yeah, and then I was like, hey, I'm going to be molested now. <laughs> You know, sucks. And and it happened twice. Oh no! <laughs> it happened twice, but the second time it it was like at gunpoint, and then I was Whoa. like, yeah, shit. I came to Joburg, <laughs> and, and you know, yeah. and this is what's happening now. But then those things they gave me strength because mm. they they opened me because I was when I when I was growing up, of course, from from the hood you. You will meet guys that will show you how to make quick cash, you know, and all mm -hmm. that. So we were also influenced and we did those things, you know. Mm -hmm. But the minute we were arrested, that's when I was like, I always wanted to be a musician. I cannot live this life. Yeah. So after being in those holding cells for like two weeks and all that, I came back and then I was like, guys, 
if you're gonna continue doing this, my friendship with you ends now. I have to focus on my music. You was know? that was that in Joburg? I, I saw him. No, that it was that was in, in Grahamstown. In in King Williamstown. In King, King Williamstown. You know, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. It when I was taking a gap year between mm. uh, because I went to Varsity 2012. Yeah. You know, I finished uh, high school 2010. Mm. So 2011. I was around, you know. Yeah. I was not doing anything mm. because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't believe in applying and all those things. I was one of those guys, but after grade twelve, I'm gonna be able to focus on my career now. Yeah. At least my parents, they know I went to school. You did, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, you, sometimes what 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 is put in front of you is just get your matric. Yeah. So then you thought, okay, matric is the finish line, and, and then, then you, it. yeah, I understand that completely. Yeah, and guys, then, we've run out of time, and yeah. that that's what happens when the short. <laughs> the, it's the shortest hour of the week, yeah, and man. I did tell you before we even started the show that it was gonna be that quick. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining me and. And uh, thank you very much for these great conversations. Let's just share uh, handles real quick, social media, just so that they can find you. Lolo, you can go first. Okay, on Instagram, it's at Lolo Vandalese, Twitter, at Lolo Vandalese, Facebook, Lolo Vandalese, like everywhere. Apple Music, Google Play, YouTube, you can check my stuff. I have like, plenty of music videos. And I also have a mixtape that's out now titled Indela. The song Believer that we played is taken from that mixtape and the, the the video is playlisted now on TV. So you can check the mixtape on www.inkelamixtape.co.za. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, the lovely lady. I think you're going to have me as a video vixen. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, at B Posh on Instagram. So that's B-H-E-E-P-O-S-H. On Twitter, it's B underscore Posh. Same spelling, just with an underscore in the middle. Facebook. Hi, guys. There's so many people with my name. I get to... So let's just leave it at Instagram and Twitter. That's it for me. Yeah. Excellent. Cool stuff. On Instagram, like everything is there. Like everything is there. AE. AE magazine. AE Entertainment. We're pushing Lolo Vanda. Yeah. Doing everything. 100%. Great stuff. Well, thank you very much, guys, for joining me. It has been the shortest hour of the week, and it happens like this every single time. It's Unplugged and In Charge on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.